best thing for me was sharing it with my family too. You know what I mean? Like that was humongous because my my sons got to witness that. Welcome to the Beat Talks Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Ruche. If this is your first time, you tuned in for a good one. If you've been here for the whole ride, I appreciate you more than you know. Today I'm talking with Golden State Warrior NBA champion DJ, DJ D Sharp. Grew up in Oakland area, is a music producer, DJ, has toured with artists around the world, and even got to DJ for President Obama. I had a great conversation, really enjoyed getting to know D-Sharp a little bit more, so I will stop wasting your time and we will get right into it. Here's my conversation with D-Sharp. D-Sharp, thanks for joining the Beat Talks podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, First things first, I know there are fires up in your area as are near mine. Are you close to any of those? Are you in a safe space? Uh, What's going on up there with you right now? Yeah, now we're in a safe space, but uh, I went outside this morning and saw a bunch of ash on my car. Same. And apparently that's from that's from the Fresno fire. So in Fresno is like, you know, two and a half hours away from me, three hours away. So um, the air quality is just real bad. You look at the, the, the sun and it's like just this orange thing in the sky really right like it's not even like it's crazy it looks like like it looks like armageddon outside right now to be honest with you yeah it's it's definitely very apocalyptic for sure creepy when it's you're like oh is that snow but no it's ash falling on my car yeah no it's it's nasty bro and it's it's man yeah so but yeah we we good we unfortunately for us uh we're in the Oakland Hills, so I worry every night, bro, uh, because we have uh, all of this brush behind our home, and it's just it, it, it it's reminiscent of what's going on with the fire. Like you look at you look at my backyard, and you look at like what's burning in these fires, and that's what's my you know that's my backyard. So I'm worried. But the good thing about us up here is all of our power lines are under the ground. Oh, that helps. So, yeah, that helps. Um, so, man, we just pray, man. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, that's the thing. Like, the fact that they call it fire seasons now is creepy, but how easily it can happen. It's like, it doesn't even need to be an accident. There could be a lightning strike. Oh, those lightning strikes were crazy. I, I was sitting up because, like, my family was asleep. I was just up on the edge of the bed, like, wait, what's going on? When that, when all that was going on, and then wake up, and, and then they had all those fires that happened, and like I said, we're up here with all of these trees, so it's like at any given moment, like I, I just feel like we were lucky, man, up here. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, I'm glad you're safe for now. Hope it stays that way. Um, you mentioned your family. It was a question I was going to get to, but let's get to it now. Uh, the DJ world, our schedules all over the place. What's it like for you DJing with then having a family life as well? Uh, well, with me, with the family life, I have two young boys, um, seven and five years old, um, happily married. Uh, my wife is actually my manager. Nice. So we work together. Like she knows, she puts the schedule together. So, um, you know, we both know the schedule. Um, and, um, we, we do a good, well, she does a good job of like having a family calendar, the, the, the D sharp, uh, calendar, 
and in her work calendar and like the boys calendar, like we got calendars. We, 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 we a family of calendars. Yeah. I hear you. That's a long time. I know when my wife is doing stuff, I have to look at the calendar. It's like, Oh yeah. Where are you supposed to be today? Oh, exactly. Okay. Yeah. That's us. Are you teaching now too? Are kids homeschooling? Or are you adding teacher to your resume? Yeah. So, uh, our boys are homeschooling. Actually one just came in here. He's, he's taking a break right now. Um, the other, we, we started a pod with a fam with two families and, um, our our kindergartner he just started kindergarten he is at someone else's house right now got it so they were at our house last week though and i had to teach them i had three kids uh and it was it was tough but it was fun um but you know the, the lesson plans and everything makes everything go kind of fast and then they got yeah. They have Zooms with their teacher and all that kind of stuff. You just kind of make sure that they set up for that stuff and, you know, you keep it going. But, it, yeah, I, man, we, we, we're in crazy times right now. It's different, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you, you can only just respect teachers and what they go through. And, you know, I mean, yeah, man, I don't see how, you know, how families right now, like how how you can like luckily like you know I mean you you know I'm pretty sure it's hit you as well as it hits me like the whole DJ community like like uh, it's tough on us right now but we're home you know what I mean yeah. and if we have family we can tend to our kids so that's a good thing right but I I you know my heart goes out to anybody who has a job that has to hop on a Zoom. And then also have to make sure your kids on the Zoom and then have to make sure that they, you know, that they're OK with their work plan and then make sure that they eat for their lunchtime. And, then you know, it's it's a lot, man. And then you have to go back and you got to do your work. And it's a lot. It is a lot. I don't I don't have kids, but I know that parenting just parenting period is a full time job, much less having to do your full time job while at home being a full time parent, while being a full time teacher and all that I can't, uh, it's, I, I don't know how some people are doing it to be honest, but I, I don't either, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's tough. It's tough. And, and, you know, but we, you know, we adjust and we get through yeah. things, man. So that's how it is. So when your, uh, kids, friends or schoolmates come over and you're the teacher, do they realize who's teaching them or do they just think you're like, Oh, you're their friend's dad or they know what you do for a living and think it's really cool. Well, I had to record the last, last week, the last day that they were here. I, I was I was recording mixes and we kind of had a a little mini dance party while that was going on. It was pretty very cool. cool. Nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they 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 found out then if they didn't know. <laughs> Got it. So you are the official DJ for the Golden State Warriors. How long have you been with the Golden State Warriors? I've been with the Golden State Warriors. I mean, if you count, man, uh, it's been a long time. I, I, officially, we're talking like seven to eight years. Mm-hmm. But I was I was the feeling guy before that for at least six to seven years. So you know we talking some time. Um, so you, you've been on the ride with them when their teams weren't that good. Yeah. Then you saw you know it start to build, and all of a sudden you are an NBA champion DJ. Yeah. No, nah, it's a blessing. It's, it's it's wonderful to have you know that added to the resume. Um, yeah, man, it's 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 uh it's just surreal. It's surreal when you think about it, and just yeah. like that ride, and and then when you come off the ride, it's just like, uh, 
You know what I mean? You want to keep yep. going, man. But um, you know, I feel like we we we'll be back next year, man. Looks like you might get a ring this year if things. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to jinx anything. I'm just. They definitely have a good chance. That's for sure. They, they definitely a, have a chance, a and that's all I can ask for. Yeah, I'll take it. The thing, the thing about you guys is, you know, I've watched him. Well, what was that? I mean, we played against him for three years, four years, LeBron. Yep. And never count that man out. You can't. You just can't. You just can't. You can't count that man out. He is a beast. He, you know, man, he's a beast. He's a beast. And he will put that team on his back if he has to. Yep. That's And that's what the greats do. I mean, you see it like your guys do it too. When they somebody gets hurt, other people step up. Now, you can't have all of your all-stars hurt. It's right. a team sport. That just can't – they can't be that way. But, I mean, you see it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask the tough question, and then we'll get to the fun stuff. How difficult was it losing an NBA championship on your floor? It was tough. It was tough. Um, Because that was game seven, right? Yeah, it was game seven. Yeah. It was tough, man. And the reason being was because it, it, well, yeah, it was tough because, you know, we knew we had, we had, we had all the injuries, man. There was, it was no way around that. When Clay went down, that was when it was like, oh, that was that was the dagger because we still had a chance if you ask me. Yeah. If Clay, if Clay would have played, actually, was that Game Six? That might have been Game Six. Is that Game Six? Game six? Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, I think he went down we, before. We were supposed to go back to Toronto, I think, and they closed it out. Yeah. On our on our floor, I think, but. Yeah. Yeah, man, it was tough because we had the injuries with 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 uh, Clay and then uh, KD, and you know it was just it was just Steph really wasn't a hundred percent. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, it was tough, bro. It was tough. So then let's get to the fun stuff. What is it like DJing for an NBA championship? title like you got to you get you get to party with the team and be in the arena with all the fans and all that stuff what's what's that feeling like i've never got to experience that i've been in the playoffs i've been in game sevens it's the most wonderful experience it's 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 it's, a, it's the greatest experience in the world bro to be honest with you as a dj yeah. and you know um you know you don't you know you know, like you know hey yeah i dj for a team but then like you don't realize the ride until like you're you're on it and then it's over, right? Like it's just like wow, we really did that. Like it was amazing, you know what I mean? But nah, bro, it was it was like the the, the best thing for me was sharing it with my family too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that was humongous because my my sons got to witness that. It's like imagine you know your kids imagine like imagine your kids being able to see Kobe and Shaq and uh those guys go for their ride or Michael Jordan those guys go for their ride it, 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 that's what like you know my kids got to experience something like that you know what I mean like so and that's the, that's something that they're gonna have with them for the rest of their lives and they got rings to show for it too you know very cool yeah, Very it's amazing. Cool. Even if they don't really fully grasp it right now, they're gonna. They will when they go when they get. That's that's and that's what I'm. That's like that's gratifying to me. Like I'm like, you may not understand it now, but watch when you get older, you're gonna be like, wow, 
you'd be taking that ring to school every day in high school and right. being like, oh, right. oh, your dad isn't an NBA championship? Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. My, sorry about that. <laughs> That's very cool. Very cool. Um, how do you approach, we're probably going to go backwards on this, but like, how did you approach DJing the NBA finals for the first time as opposed to like a regular season or even the playoffs leading up to it? Because I know the pressure builds because all like all media, right? Like they start out at all the locations Ooh. and they all they are all now at your place. Yeah, nah. You know what, man? It's pressure. You get the pressure from the fans, right? Because they're like, oh, you better turn up now. You better play this. You better play that. Mac Dre, you better play E-40. You better play Too Short. You better play Blow the Whistle. You better play this. And me, I don't know about you, but me as a DJ, we all hate requests. Right? most 99.9% of the times. Yes. We hate requests. So it's like to see that all like on and on and on and on. And it's like, it gets kind of like, you know, I kind of got tired of it. I can't lie. Like it, you know, it, it was, it was to the point where I was like, look, you know, they've entrusted me to handle this. So y'all trust me to do what I do. And a lot of people, you know, had comments they don't watch the game or they don't go to the game they don't yeah. really know what i actually do you know what i mean yeah. so like if you're in the arena and watch me and you know what i do did you know i'm getting my job done correct there's no question yeah but if you're home and you're sitting you're watching you know what i mean you have no clue what i do you know what i'm saying so oh yeah um that was the that was the kind of the tough part the the good thing about all of that was though um when you mentioned the media you see all these people you see Stephen A he's right next to me about to go live on ESPN you see Jalen Rose he's right dead next to me about to go live on ESPN and then these guys see me playing my music and then they're like yo they get a glimpse of what I'm doing. And then Stephen A straight up said, Hey, you a bad man. You a bad <laughs> brother, man. I meant to tell you, bro. Like, and I, and that meant, you know, that meant a lot coming from dude. You know what I mean? He was like, yep. yo, you a bad man. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> and, uh, J- Jalen Rose gave me props. Uh, Shagden gave me props. Uh, Chris Webber give, gave me props. Um, Kenny the Jet. They, you know, all these guys, uh, Grant Hill. The list goes on, but I see these guys like, yeah, you know what I mean, in the arena. Like, and then during the finals, it's just like it's pandemonium, and you see these people, and it's like, you know, like you have you know you have, you have work, and then you have like your work buddies, and then you have work, you know, your work people that you say what's up to. You know what I mean? Like, you really might not know the guy, but hey, I know that guy. He's in cubicle, whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's how it becomes. Like, you walk yep. around the arena and it's like, hey, what's up? You know what I mean? They go D-sharp. Hey, they go, you know what I mean? Like, and, and you get the props and it's it's a beautiful thing, man. Because you start, you start on the floor, right, during warm-ups? Is your start DJ booth on the floor? Yeah, on the floor, yeah. And that's amazing too, man. You know what's funny, man? Uh, in the new arena, they started me on the floor and, uh, it was actually against you guys um, uh, where they had me in Oracle. They put me in the same first uh, preseason game. They put me there for uh, the game at Chase. 
mm-hmm. and where the players run on the court, I was like dead center in the middle of all of that. <laughs> so LeBron bumped into the DJ booth. Oh. AD damn near injured himself <laughs> running into the DJ booth. So right after that, it was like, yo, we're moving you. You got to move. move you. Yeah. So now, now I'm on the opposite side and it's usually the uh, opposing team. Um, I'm on their side now, Yeah. which is, it's, it's cool, but it's not like it used to be like, I won't get Steph shooting threes in front of me no more. Oh yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. But unless the opposing team chooses the opposite side, you know? Oh yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm glad that they moved you from trying to injure my team when they ran out. On <laughs> it was the floor. crazy, that bro. That was either it was either on purpose or they're like, "Oh, sorry, LeBron, sorry, AD, we didn't mean to." It was crazy, bro. I was like, open. "Yo, this is insane right now." That's so funny. And then, so after during warmups on the court, once the game starts, where in the arena do they move you to after that? So I move, I move up uh, one level, and I go up, and I'm uh, right, uh, right at the top, right. Uh, I think it's called Portal 24. They they named it. Uh, they named portals now. Yeah. But uh, I think that's the portal I'm at. But um, yeah, I'm like still lower deck, but like I'm above the seats, so I got great view. Um, I'm right there with the fans, and, and it's, it's dope. I was gonna say, how accessible are you to the fans? Like, can they physically touch you if they wanted to? If they wanted to, we had issues at first, like where people, because <laughs> you know, they come to you and they put you on a jumbotron, so everybody wants to get on a jumbotron. So, like at first, they just had me out just to fend for myself at first, and I, I, I had to tell them I was like, "Look, this is tough because people are coming up, touching the equipment, they're getting yeah. in, they're messing up. Like when I'm going on, I can't really concentrate." Because, you know, when they throw you on that jumbotron, bro, it's like you got to show out. So it's like yep. you want to be, you know, prepared and, and um, you just want to you don't want to have no uh, no worries of somebody touching a record or doing something stupid as you're like in the middle of it live. Like, you know what I mean? Well, also, too, what people don't realize that are doing that is. Uh, you are probably listening in your headphones because if you're listening to the arena, you're getting it in a delay, so you're oh, not getting it real the, time. The delay is insanely dead. I got a monitor up here, man. Yeah, and you're probably on headset with the game oh, operator man. person too, so you have all that going on in your head. All that going less on. do I want to worry about somebody putting their hand over and touching the decks at all whatsoever. Right, so we had that kind of issue first couple of games during preseason, and then they roped it off, and now it's yeah. cool, so no one could just hop in a DJ booth, you know. So what kind of equipment are you using? I know you said turntables, but do you have the rain ones without the needles? Are you using needles or using the fans? Um, using? Rain rain tried to give me those and we had an issue with that. So that didn't work. But um yeah. I'm using uh the Pioneer turntables mm-hmm. with the with the uh DJ the DJM. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. The, so you're the, up there the standard setup. So you're up there with needles. So if somebody bumps into, yeah, I'm up there with needles. Yeah, if somebody things, bumps into uh, it, like uh, what's those joints? The phase joints. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking into those right now for the live streams and stuff. Yeah, cool. Um, so how did you get the gig with the Warriors? I mean, it's there's only a few of those gigs in the NBA, and uh, it's not like you can get an, apply for the job on Craigslist. So how did you get the gig? So it's funny, um, my homeboy. Um, uh, DJ Solomon, 
uh, he had, he had saw me. Well, we 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 became friends because he saw me DJing. Because uh, one of the things I was doing before the Warriors was I was like a tour DJ. Like I toured with so many bands and so many singers and so many rappers. Like I was I was I was the Bay Area tour guy. Like mm-hmm. if if anybody from the Bay kind of got some type of notice or notoriety my phone would ring, you know what I mean? So like I DJ for pretty much everybody from the Bay Area, right? So um, I was always on the road and um, it came, uh, we had a show here in San Francisco and uh, Solomon was there and he came up to me afterwards and he was like, yo, bro, um, I really like the way you scratched, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, thanks. He was like, nah, man, you were really dope. He was like, you want to, I DJ for the Warriors. Would you like to do a two by four set? Let's exchange numbers if you're interested. So we exchanged numbers and then he reached out and he gave me some dates. And I was like, yeah, let's go. So we did one date and it was cool. It was like real fun. It was easy because it was like, this is when it wasn't the pandemonium, right? This is when the team was kind of like, trash basically like you know like the 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 main entertainment at the time was uh was thunder you know what i mean thunder Uh, who 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 was the dunking uh guy and um so that and that was like the highlight of the game at the time you know what i mean (laughs) so um one thing about the warriors too that was always dope is they always had the entertainment has always been on point you know Mm. what i mean so um with getting a DJ, like I always felt like the Warriors were the first to get a DJ, but if they wasn't the first, they definitely was like, it probably happened at the same time as it did in Miami. Cause I know Miami gets the credit for having the DJ first. Yeah. I gets the credit for being the first, the first one. Yeah, yeah. But I've never, he said 99 was, the, I think believe the first year it came And Now did he do every game? I don't know. I think it might've just been, he just did a few, and they're like, "Oh no, this is a real thing." And so if it was ninety nine, because I know, I know Solomon. Yeah, so if that was ninety nine, he's definitely the first. Got it. Because Solomon was like two thousand one, two thousand two. Yeah. So okay, so ninety nine is what I think. I think that's what I read. Ninety nine. Yeah, I, th- I, I think read, that's what he said. Yeah, read, yeah. I'll get confirmation yeah, on that. Answer. But I, yeah. But anyway, so Solomon was there at the beginning because there wasn't it wasn't like it is now. Then that's for no, sure. no, no, totally. So anyway, um, Solomon, we did the we did the show. It was dope, and um, he had put me in this email chain because Solomon would do. He was a busy DJ, so like he would travel a lot. So like he would put DJs in these email chains, and he would give dates that he couldn't do the games. So he'd be like, "Hey, I got the Orlando Magic. I got the LA Lakers. I got whatever." on these dates can you do them and it'd be not just to me it'd be to like all the bay area djs you know what i mean and i think i probably was the one who just i was the one who would respond the fastest i guess yeah (laughs) and she'd be like okay you got them and i'd be like all right cool so i'd go do these games and fill in for him and then it became uh a thing where the the warriors were like yo they told solomon they said if you can't do the game, just ask, for, just get D-Sharp. Like, that's what it is. Like, D-Sharp is a, our guy. Other guy. Don't worry about the other guys. If D-Sharp can do it, then you do what you've been doing. You know what I mean? Send the email out. 
So then I became the second guy um, uh, behind Solomon. And that was dope because, you know, there was no pressure there. Just like, hey, you know, yeah. go to the game, you know, get some food, you know, bring some friends along and, 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 and you know, have some fun. But um, yeah. so that was that. And then uh, Solomon passed away, man, which was sad. Oh. Um, in 2012, I want to say. And when he passed away, he passed away like it was like still a few games in the season mm-hmm. when he passed away. So like they had, they had, uh, they were going through DJs um, because I was torn at the time heavy, and um, there was dates I couldn't do. I remember. And then, um, because there was a miscommunication, they thought I couldn't do some dates and whatever, whatever. Long story short, um, they offered me the position. And then it's been on since then, man. Now, do you miss any games during a season at all? Like, did you cut back your tour schedule because of that? Or how does that work? So it was funny, man. Like, so what ended up happening was around that time, interestingly enough, (laughs) What I did was I look back, bro, and I was just torn for every. I was torn with all these groups, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I would look back at it, and you know, everybody that I was torn with, you know, I, I just felt like I was disposable. Like mm-hmm. people were cool, but I just felt like, you know, like for instance, I I was DJing for Kelly Rowland. And then, like, I probably was her longest running DJ because she did use a lot of DJs, you know what yeah. I mean? But, you know, when she had, she, had, she had decided to go with tracks instead of a DJ to save money or whatever, right? Yeah. So, and, and that was a big chunk, like, because she was, she was paying me well. So when, when she did that and she cut back on that, and it was even before Kelly Rowland because I got the call for Kelly Rowland and I, was, I almost didn't go. Because mm-hmm. what what it was for me, like I was saying, was I I just started looking at it like I was DJing for Lyrics Born. I did a lot of tours with him. He's a he's a rapper here from the Bay Area. Um, I was DJing for this group Flipside. They took me all around the world. They were on Interscope. They got dropped around the time I started DJing for Kelly Rowland, but. And then I, ended up, I, I, I went out with Lauren Hill. Like, I did a bunch of people, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I, I would notice with everybody, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not a part of this. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a hired gun. You're a hired gun, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and at any moment, they can let me go. And I didn't like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I just didn't like that. So I was just like, I have to. And on top of that, I'm a producer, I'm a DJ. And at the time, DJs were starting to become, the DJ was like, you know, a, a thing. You had DJ AM, who yep. were like, who had changed the DJ world and what he was doing. You had Z Trip, who was doing what he was doing. You had uh, Diplo, who was coming up and doing what he was doing with the production side of it and blowing that up, um, A-Track with what he was doing, like all he, all of this was going on when I was DJing for other folks. You basically just named all of my favorite DJ slash producers. Like my, like literally that was like my list. That's like my list right mine there. Mine too. Then, mine yeah. too. And, I, and, and I, I was watching all these guys and I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta stop this and I gotta, 
start branding myself as a DJ. So I started to do that. And I said, I'm going to stop DJing for other people. I started um, doing more, just uh, more clubs here in the Bay Area because that's how I was like, that's how I'm going to get, that's how I'm going to get it going. You know what I mean? Yep. So I started, I just like kind of tore down the club scene. Like I was just in every single club in the Bay Area <laughs> that would let me go. Yeah. And then um, started just building relationships. And then I started traveling and doing other clubs in different, uh, different places. And then if, if the money was right, I would DJ for other people, you know what I mean? Like other artists and stuff. But it, it was, you know, far and few between. Like I would just like, you know. And I, it wasn't your priority. Yeah, it wasn't point. my priority. And it felt yeah. good to turn people down almost. Like, no, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> I, I, oh, I know. You know I, what the I mean? word it, no is is fun sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So it felt good to be like, no, nah, I'm cool. I'm not going out on that road. I, I don't need to. You know what I mean? So, um. So I just started trying to build my brand. So around all of that happening, the Warriors came along. And then I started doing the Warriors. And then the Warriors just became, okay, cool. This is cool because I'm still kind of like DJing for, like it's supplementing that income or whatever that I was doing for DJing for people, right? So like I'm doing that. So now I can focus on being a DJ, a producer, like I can focus on this. So yep. I started to do that. And um, now we're here. I'm going to take a quick break to tell you all about Mix for Change. Mix for Change is a organization I am involved with. And all we're asking you to do is if you're an eligible voter and you're not registered to vote, just register to vote. Go to mixforchange.com. That's M-I-X, the number four, change.com. All you have to do is click register to vote and you're good to go. That's all I ask. All right. Now back to my conversation with D Sharp. Well, two things. One, speaking of branding, you have some new merch out. So yes. we're definitely going to pub the merch. It's, is it, uh, remind me of the website because I was looking at it yesterday. Yeah, uh, DJ D Sharp. C-O, dot C-O, not dot com, dot C. Got it. Yeah. And then slash merch, right? Is that the, and either way, go to that page, slash get store. some merch. Slash store. Slash store. Okay, got, I got it. I and got I'll, mask, make, I'll make sure that's in the link too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I saw that my, yesterday. We're going to do that. Yes. I got my first, um, my first single uh, definition of a star that I dropped way back in like, I want to say 2007, 2008. And it got some love on the radio back then. Shout out DJ Mind Motion. You yep. uh was on cameo and he started playing it and it started buzzing off and popping off awesome so that's up there the shirt the t-shirt from uh definition of the stars there um i got yeah i got uh, warrior color t-shirts and yeah hats the hats, hats look cool the yeah. masks look cool yeah so you know hopefully we can we can build it and keep growing you uh mentioned the producer side and we we actually first met a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you did something for Mama Day LA event that I was part of. I just posted of and, that mix up too on on. Dude, I was fi I was yeah. fired up. Okay, now now I'm, I have ten different questions to ask, but I was so fired up watching your mix that I was like, man, I, I, I will now have to. I will pay my own way to get to a Warriors game if I have to, just to watch oh, you do your dope. thing. Thank yeah, you, bro. Thank um, you, I, thank I was fired up about it. Um, that means a lot. Thanks. Yeah, and I'm glad that you're going to be doing some more live stream stuff, so then I can see some more stuff live. Um, but you told uh, a per producer story. You were actually in LA when you got the news that Kobe passed, yes. and you created a beat that morning because of that. Can you? Uh, I know we've kind of we've already talked about that story, but will you tell that story again? No worries. I was uh, 
one of my best friends, Kev Choice, who I collab with a lot, um, he is uh, the governor of the California chapter of the Grammys. So uh, the San Francisco chapter of the Grammys, I should say, I'm sorry, because they got governors in yep. every whatever right every region or whatever so he's 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 a big deal in the san francisco area so we he had tickets and he was like yo you want to go so i was like yeah let's go so we go down there we drive we pull into la we get to our hotel we sit down for breakfast and we get the news as our our phones are blowing up and he's like yo you hear this you hear that my brother texts me and uh my brother is always usually the first one to hit me with news like that. So when he hit me, I was like, nah, bro, this gotta be fake. So we going on, we checking like TMZ and yep. you know, the, the norm. And we found out it was real. And we sitting there having breakfast and we can't believe it, right? Crying, all the emotions, yep. all the emotions, bro. So like the 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 lot it was crazy because we were at the I want to say it was the Westin right there downtown LA that has the, mm-hmm. the elevators and the yep. all glass. So that's where we were staying. And we were near Staples. So um it was crazy because everybody in the lobby was just like they got the news all at the same time. And it was just like that was a it was it was a big moment. You know what I yep. mean? Like yeah. it and, and then so I finished my breakfast. And I'm going upstairs heartbroken, bro. And I'm hearing this thing in the elevator and it's like these guitars. And I'm like, my mood just switched. And then I was like, yo, this is dope. So I just shazammed it. And I have all, when I travel, I just bring, regardless, I bring everything with me. I bring my little NPC uh, studio joint. I bring my computer. I always I'm always prepared. So um, I just hooked everything up. I sampled the, I, I went and got the joint, sampled it. And uh, just Kobe was just on my mind. And, and then I had a view of Los Angeles, the downtown with the freeway right there. So that was my muse. And I was just like, this is, this is for Kobe. You know what I mean? Like this is it, it, it. That just sparked me. Like if you listen to it too, it's like I don't know, man. It's kind of eerie when I think about it. That's why I just had that when I heard the loop, it just got to me, and I just did it. But I produced that, which I'm actually probably will be dropping soon. With this, uh, it'll be on this beat tape that I'm dropping soon, which I'm working on right now. And you, that was how you started that Mama Day mix that yes. you did a couple of weeks ago was that song too. Yeah. Um, that probably was hella long. My bad. I didn't mean to take it, take the time explaining that, but yeah. No, no, that's, it, it was, it was, it's an important story and I, I think it's relevant. I mean, you know, the fact that you were in LA the day that it happened and then it's, it was definitely a surreal day, right? Like it's one of those it things. It was real, that, bro. It was, it was absolutely surreal. You know how big of a deal Kobe is. And then when the world acknowledges it right like yeah of course like yeah it's it's crazy yep yeah Mm. um 
you grew up in the Bay Area, and I was just listening to a podcast that had Mike Realm on it, who's from the Bay Area, and he was talking about... That's my brother. So funny they say that, because he was literally talking about how close-knit the music community is in Oakland. Did you, fe- do you, did you feel that? Do you feel that growing up there and even still to this Most day? Most definitely. That's how I met Mike. Me and him, like, he... So I was touring... The group that Solomon saw me DJing for uh, was Black Alicious. Okay. Black Alicious... Uh, shared management with Mike Realm. So uh, Mike Realm used to do a lot of stuff with us. He used to just be on the road with us and he used to just be, uh, you know, and I was aware of him from the DJ battles. To me, mm-hmm. Mike, and I and I always say this, like you look back at those DJ battles and I almost, I almost be like, yo, he was, they was, they was like, he was getting, he, they was, they was, they, they was just like denying him, you know, his 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 supremacy because Mike Realm is one of the dopest DJs in the world, bro. By uh, you take the videos away from him, yeah, he's still one of the dopest DJs. Oh my god, ever Mike, like Mike, that. Is, Mike is Mike. <laughs> so yeah, me and Mike, we we toured together. We, awesome. we toured together as a uh, uh, me and him, and um, it was crazy, bro. Like I would DJ side by, I was DJing side by side with Mike Realm, bro. Like imagine that, like. I'm sitting there like, yo, I'm not, I don't, like, I'm not worthy. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm just a <clears throat> kind of a party rocking, <clears throat> scratching dude. Like, I I can do, I could do, you know, some tricks, but like, nah, man, I wasn't. But we, we really complimented each other because I was the party rocking dude and I would be, and he would be the guy that would just blow your mind with our set. Our set was dope. I missed that. It was, it was pretty dope. But yeah, no, it's it's definitely, man, like when I mentioned, you know, the 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 Black Alicious thing, like uh, you know, yeah, it's 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 real close knit. Um, you know, and like I said, I became the guy earlier, like I said, I I became the guy, the, the go-to DJ guy. That's very cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? At one point when uh like Guapale, who's a singer from here, um I I started touring with her and DJing for her sets. Um, Clyde Carson, he had signed with Capitol Records. I started DJing for him. Planet Asia got signed. I started DJing for him. Uh, you, you were definitely the go-to guy. That's I was for sure. I was the go-to guy. Like it was like, uh, you need a DJ? Oh, D Sharp. You know what I mean? Yeah. So because um, yeah. DJing for an artist, DJing a club, and then DJing a sporting event. I assume are three completely different things. Right. So how do you prep for, I'm sure each artist can probably be a little bit different, but how do you prep for going on the road with an artist? I'm going to tell you something, man. So I didn't finish college, right? But for me, college was Quantum Projects, which is DJ Shadow, Lyrics, mm. Lyrics Born, Black Alicious, Joy Ovalarde, Lifesavers. Uh, we, we had a tour in 2004 where we all went around the world and I was DJing every single night side by side with DJ Shadow. And I learned so much from, he probably don't know this, but I learned so much from him. And the prep that went into putting that show together with those guys was, it prepared me for where I am now. It prepared me for the big games. It prepared me for, you know, radio shows. It prepared me for corporate events. It prepared me for everything, man, because those guys were so meticulous and like 
I'm talking about if there's footage of those quantum show quantum quantum shows that we did, people I, I urge people to go look at those because that was I mean, and I'm not, not being biased. That probably was one of the best hip hop shows ever. Dope. Because the way that we constructed it, like we took we took two weeks to put it together, or a week. We took a week to a week and a week and a half or something before we went on on the road. We put that thing together, bro. It was it was like we had like it was like a hip hop like like you had four different groups and we all would you know everybody would transition to each other and we had these dope little subtle transitions and then you know the climax was DJ Shadow because he was like the main guy so yeah. like so then we get to Shadow and then Shadow is rocking and then like it's like this climactic thing and then we like go and then everybody hits the stage after him like it was it was dope bro it's got to be on YouTube I'm gonna be on YouTube as soon as this is yeah no nah, it was dope quantum projects tour man and it was so dope but um i feel like that prepared me bro for a lot you know what i mean like those dudes putting shows together with latirics was some of the like it was it was it was hard but it was some of the it was dope like they've had z trip dj for them you know what i mean yeah. they've had shadow dj for them yeah. and i was i was able to dj for them so that says a lot of their confidence in me you get what i'm saying so yeah, my, my hat goes off to them brothers for let, making me a part of that. And it, it, like I said, it helped me. It, sh- it shaped me to be a better DJ for sure. I'm glad you talked about the prep because that's what I tell DJs all the time that when, especially in the sports, there's so much prep work that goes behind the scene. Any, any DJ gig, right? I do more work before I get to the gig than I do actually at the gig itself. Um, that's so true. Yeah, but being like, you could be the dopest DJ in the world and I could throw you into a sporting event and it's going to be too fast for you. Oh, I've And seen. not because you're not good enough. You just, because they're, you don't know what to prepare for until you've done it before. You can't just, it's like, oh, I could do, no, you can't just step into that. No, you can't just step um, into that. No, not I've at all. It. So I've seen, I've seen people try to do it and it's like, yeah. you watch them crash and burn. Ugh. And it, it's tough. Cause I tell you, like, if you're looking for the song at the moment you need it, it's already, it's over. That moment already is over. over. You've lost oh, it. Yes. Man. <laughs> I learned that lesson. I, so I DJed, I DJ for the Pro Beach Volleyball Tour, and I started with the volleyball tour before I got into the NBA. And there are a couple songs that work for volleyball that don't work in basketball. And I learned that lesson. I learned that lesson the hard way. And I was like, oh, that does not translate. I was like, don't worry, everybody will get into it. And I was like, nope, they didn't get into it. And I totally, totally ruined the moment. Um, but I learned from that, thankfully. I did the same thing. I did. Um... They hired me to do the Rugby World Cup here in San Francisco. And I tell you, bro, when I tell you it's a different world, it was a different world. It was totally different than the NBA game. Um, But the hits and everything, like, you got to be prepared for them the same way, right? But the song selection and what you play at that moment, I, I got burned the first the first day because we were there for like a whole weekend. We were there for like three days. Yeah. So then by the time it was over, I got the hang of it and they were like, yo, you're killing it. Like, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, it's tough, bro. I did it too uh, for Stanford. I, I used to DJ for Stanford during their, um, their football games and mm-hmm. it was the same way. Like, it, it's everything is different, but I feel like the best DJs are the ones who are prepared, bro. Like, yeah, you got to do your homework. You got to know what you're stepping into. 
you got to ask questions. You know what I mean? You can't just assume, oh, I got this. Like, no, you don't. You know what I no. mean? <laughs> like, you really have to be prepared for it. And, um, you know, that's the thing, too. Like, you asked earlier, like, how, do, how did I prepare for the finals? I was already prepared going into it, right? Yeah. Like, there's no, there's nothing. Like, I had all my music already. I had everything. I mean, aside from, you know, a, a few new intros or a few new things here and there, but I'm ready because yeah. I've, I've been doing it. You know what I mean? It's, there's nothing different about this game aside from it being a championship game, but yeah. there's nothing different when it comes to the, like you still gonna get the same D sharp or the same atmosphere. You know what I mean? Well, that's why I laugh when you were saying, you know, when you got to the finals and stuff, like people were hitting you up like, Oh, you better play this. You better play that. Like you're not already playing that stuff to begin with. Right. right. Being from that area, like it's like, yeah, I know, I know. Yes, I'm gonna play that. Don't don't fear worry. Not, right? I got you. Like <laughs> you, you, you should know. Like, what is it? What like what like you don't understand this? Like, like and it's stuff that like okay, you don't you've never been to a game, right? If if if, if you if, if you asking me to play this, you don't you you've never been to a game because I played it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And then it's like, if you have been to a game, because I get that too, it's like, okay, we're tired of that D-sharp. You, you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're tired of that song right there. Don't play that no more. You know that's I mean? the balance too, right? It's like you have people that come to every single game, right? It's like, hey, I know this song works and you get the crowd going. So it let's say half going. of the crowd is season ticket holders that are there every game. It's like, oh, I need to do something new for them as well. Even if it's somebody's first time at that game, there's that balance act of as well too and uh big facts yeah and that's and also like not yeah and there's also not always like what's the hottest song out right now there might not be the hottest song out right now might not actually work for this game so it's like it's 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 not that as easy i've done so many hype edits to like the hot the hot song yeah i remember uh before we right before covid what was the hot song the rock song and I found I found like a uh, like a house version of it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you got you got to have those in the chamber. You know what I mean? Well, and something like I have to keep myself entertained too, right? Like I need to find the song that okay, this is gonna get me going. That then I'll get the crowd going, and then I can feed off their energy because I've got myself going. Like there's all those things that go into it as because I could I could DJ game with my eyes closed, right? Because it's repetition. I've been doing it so long. So then I fight the okay, is it too easy now because I'm doing the same thing or is it just too easy because my skills of, you know, like I can't, the game's not about me. So there's only so much I can keep adding to it, right? So not to take away right. from the game. So I, I fight, not fight with that, but I think about that every year. Like, okay, is today too easy because- what you said it's important too. It's not, it's about, not me. about me. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not about me. Like the game is about the fans. And, and, and it's about, you know, uh, providing that atmosphere for the entire arena, which is a vast majority of people from all walks of life. You know what I mean? And you have to entertain all of those people. And a lot of people don't understand that, bro. Like, yeah. you know, it it, it, it it always is a me, me, me thing. You know what I mean? Like, Play this. If you play this right now, it's gonna go hype. If you play that right now, like, oh yeah, <laughs> you you want you want to try this? Yeah, you want to do it? Like, 
you telling me how to do my job? Okay, cool. No. You know? Yeah, so. 20,000 people in there for ages from little kids to 70 years old, all different back, backgrounds, different ethnicities. Oh. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot to put in there. Totally. That's why I even think even more at Lakers games. Lakers is it's all about the action on the court. The light, our lights are set up that way. It's dark in the it arena. All the lights are on the court. Um, we don't have dunk teams. We don't have you know. We don't have that kind of entertainment. So even at Lakers games, I think even more people will show up whether I'm there or not. So I, let me compliment everything that's going on. Exactly. I would love for them to be there just for me. That's great. Exactly. But I know they're not. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, that's I don't care how dope of a DJ you are. They're there for the game. They're for the game. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what you got to you got to understand. You got that. So for you, I think it's the same um, as it is with me. You also have an in-game music director too. Is that right? Somebody that does the in-game beats yes. and things like that. Yes. So how do you how do you coordinate? Are you guys on headset together or female? Sorry, not guys. He, he's right behind me. Got it. Okay. He, yeah, he's right behind me. So I actually, I, I, I when I first started with the Warriors, we used to use headset. Then they uh, they got a guy, um, um, Smitty, who I love dearly because he left. But Smitty was my guy who would tell he was doing the board a headset. He was he was part of the stagehands for the union there at Oracle Arena, so he didn't come over to the new arena with me. So that kind of that kind of that kind of hurt me, you know. Yeah. That's that's my that's my. He's like an uncle to me, man. I love Smitty. So um, he he's a he's a season ticket holder, so he'll come kick it with me. Cool at the at the at the booth, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, so but yeah, we used we used to do headphones. So now I don't do headphones anymore um or headsets uh but um um my guy is right behind me mark he's right behind me um and mark is like go Uh, (laughs) he's like ready sharp all right go you know what i mean that's that's really what it is um so you don't have to hear all the other conversation going on on the headset while you're trying to mix and all that stuff mark does mark mark has to hear all that stuff i don't have to hear all that (laughs) stuff so which is great um you know um so, but he'll tell me too, like, you know, he, he always gives, give me like, if, if, if they say something on the headset about my set or something happened during my set that didn't go right, which is like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate to say that it's very rare, yeah. but he'll be like, yo, they really like that. Or yo, wow, that was, that was good for the moment. Like he'd give me those kind of comments, like, you know what I mean? So. So when you get to the game, you're DJing when the doors open, or are you even DJing before that because the players are on the court? Do you start playing music before? I'm DJing. The doors open at usually at 6. I'm DJing 6 to 6.30. So I'm DJing for usually, yeah, to warm-ups. And then we get, like, two more hits on the floor before the game starts. So, and then those hits, the the warm-up, I'm not on on the camera at all. Um, But then the, the... the the two hits after warm up, I'm on a jumbotron, and uh, and then we go up, and then I usually get two more hits in the game, and that and, and that's it, you know. Mark handles cool. the rest. Um, it's that easy, man. Nice. Uh, and are they using the equipment that you're using on the floor? Do they transfer that up, or you have two sets? Yeah. So so yeah. the 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 booth you can roll it. 
Oh, dope. So it rolls. They 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 have the stage hands and they roll it up and they set it up in the new spot and yeah, it's that easy. Dope. What is the new arena like? The new arena is dope. Like it, it's it's like it's like it's like moving into a new house. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you still got to oh, oh yeah, that's right. That sink is right there, or that light switch is there, or you know what I mean? Like oh, that's right. That knob is right there. Like it's that kind of thing. But um, no, the new arena is dope. Um, it's it's bittersweet because I loved Oracle. You know what of I mean? Um, <clears throat> but. Uh, I can't wait for us to get like a really like solid game in the new arena. You know what I mean? With all the whole team, everybody healthy. Like I'm waiting for that moment. Like that's when that's, and you know, like don't get me wrong. Last season was, we, we had some ups, ups and downs for sure. Mm-hmm. But some good moments uh, where, you know, the crowd was really into it um, because a lot of people talk like, you know, they always ask me like, so what's the difference between Oracle? And to be honest, it, it you know, there's definitely a difference. But, you know, I feel like when the players are all there and everybody's in sync and everybody's winning, you get the same vibe as Oracle. You get what I'm saying? Oh, like yeah. people, people just want to win people just want to be in the place and that's what i've learned too like when you when you winning the world is yours totally but when you losing (laughs) oh my god some people stop picking up the phone when you call all of a sudden you're like oh man when you losing oh when you losing bro it's 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 man i i I watched it with the niners you know what i mean like the niners they they sucked. They couldn't fill that arena. And then they get they get on that run. They go on that run, and 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 it's the hottest ticket in the cup in 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 in, in, uh, in the Bay Area. You winning know cures I mean? everything. Yep. Man, winning cures everything, bro. Like so, uh, I can't wait to see us put the uh, you know when 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 all the guys are healthy. I want to see that and witness that in that arena. It's yeah. Uh, I'm already getting goosebumps just thinking about it because I know that feeling when everybody in the arena is on the same page at the exact same time. There's no you can't replicate that anywhere else, uh, or at least I've never been able to replicate it any anywhere else. Um, it's right. unbelievable. Uh, I was looking checking out your website, and uh, before we get out of here, I noticed that you uh, you got the DJ for uh, President Obama. Is that correct? Yes, I did twice actually. Dope. Oh, that you know, a, a lot of people can't say, man. No, not not the uh, only person I know that only other person I know for sure that can say that is D Nice, and that is that's it. That's the list that I know of. There might be D-Nice more, but that's their the guy. List. Like that's a that's their guy. D Nice, yeah. I think D Nice and Quest Love are their guys. When they came to the, uh, so he came to the Bay Area. We did. Uh, I got a picture with him, um, and I was DJing for Guapale. Um, mm-hmm. They somebody had reached out for Guapale to perform. He was, um, this was, he was on a campaign trail for his second term. And um, he came, he had a stop in San Francisco and we did it at the Masonic and we performed for him and uh, we got to take a picture with him. I met Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice was in the, in the uh, he was uh, 
in the line with us to take the picture yep. with Obama. So uh, that was cool. Um, and then the second time, no, actually the first time he was already, he was just coming through. It was like, I feel like it was like a, it was some type of campaign thing. The second time they hired me to DJ for a rally. Um, and that was for 2012, um, the 2012 election where he was, uh, he was coming out for that. But, uh, and I DJ that, and I remember specifically bringing him out to young Jeezy's My President is Black. It's like like one of my favorite moments of my DJ career, to be honest. And I don't think, I, I tell people all the time, I don't think people really caught that I was doing that or I did that, but and I wish I had footage of it, but it was dope. It was a good moment. Well, knowing President Obama the way I feel like I've he's been portrayed on <clears throat> TV and in the media and stuff, I feel like he appreciated what you did. I just right. feel like somehow deep down, like he knows, he's like, yes, that's that was the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whether that's yeah. true or not, that I'm going to choose to believe that because I think that's awesome. Right, right. No, so that was that was fun, you know. And that's another thing too, man. Like, you know, when you like. For instance, when you guys reached out to me to do the Kobe thing, like, I feel like DJs, when you when you're approached to do certain things, you have to have you have to be prepared for those moments, right? Yeah. So that's why if you listen to the Kobe the Kobe uh, the Mamba Day mix, like I, I had a lot of references to Kobe. Yep. I even used some uh, some uh, like sound bites from his uh, retirement. You know what I mean? In there. Like you got to make it special. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be, um, the set I did later that day was, I did two sets. One, just kind of what it was like to DJ, you know, what, like if you were at a Lakers game, what it was like when I was in there. And another one was I played my set, um, that I did our first game back after his, uh, passing. Um, which was one of the, which was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Cause I know that every single song I played that night was thought about, whether it was consciously or subconsciously. Um, So every single song I was like, okay, what does this song say? Is somebody going to take a different meaning from it than I'm intending? Blah, blah, blah. And to the Lakers credit, nobody said one word to me about what are you going to play tonight? Uh, Don't play this. Nobody said one word. Now, was it a trust thing or was it just, they had so much other stuff going on. They're like, we can't even think about that, which either way, like, I'll take. Nah, it probably was a trust thing, man. I feel like um, even with Warriors and, and the people I work with, like I feel like they trust me and know that, you know, I'm not going to play like just something stupid or like I'm not, they, they yeah. know like in the moment they can come to me and they know that I will be prepared. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I tell people like, I'm never going to play the wrong song for the moment it might not be a song you like which completely understandable but i'm not gonna play the wrong song so as long as we have that trust then we're good i'm all for suggestions i'll take suggestions all that stuff but i'm not gonna play oh we're in a super exciting moment i'm not gonna play some downer song that's just that's never ever yeah and that don't make sense right like exactly yeah like why 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 would you do that (laughs) exactly so yeah there's the trust factor is good obviously experience helps for sure um but having that trust makes makes me feel even more comfortable in my job as well too. Cause I've heard other DJs where I was a sub for the Dodgers for a couple of seasons 
and like the third guy in charge of the organization just loved music so he sat next to the dj and every single song it was what are you gonna play next what are you gonna play next and it didn't matter what your answer was because it wasn't what his idea was so it didn't matter right i was like i I can't i can't dj i can't dj yeah that that would be tough no you can't dj that way well i appreciate you taking the time uh I've enjoyed getting to know you better and you know, we'll, we'll stay in touch. Yeah. Um, I'm going to send everybody. They're going to, I'm going to make sure everybody goes to your store and get some merch from you. And uh, where else, where else should they should follow you on Instagram? Obviously follow you on Instagram Instagram, with your IG. Twitter, at DJ D sharp. Um, Yeah, man. Um, I'm everywhere. Um, Get, get, uh, Get ready for some Twitch. I'm 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 at uh on Twitch. I'm at DJ D Sharp live. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and um, so I'm 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 getting ready to start doing some Twitch stuff. And then um, yeah, man, just be on the lookout for um, I got a whole project that I produced uh featuring uh Brookfield Deuce and Monty Draper. They're two rappers from the Bay Area who are really dope. Probably cool. two of my favorite rappers right now from the Bay Area. I'm not saying that because I produced the whole project. Like I really, uh, it was an honor to work with these guys cool. because I've been a fan of them. You know what I mean? So we got a project coming out called East Shore Highway, <clears throat> and East Shore Highway is a highway that connects Oakland with Richmond, or it goes through Berkeley, mm-hmm. but it's like it connects the San Francisco Bay Area, Oakland with richmond and uh that side of the, the bay area so Very and cool. monty monty and me being monty from richmond and me and deuce being from oakland so that's why we named it east shore highway cool but i produced the whole thing sure. how, yeah how did uh, the man we didn't even get in the producing side of music but no we're gonna have to do a part we're gonna have to do a part two because i got a, i got a lot more questions too no worries um, no worries yeah yeah but that's, yeah keep talking keep Keep talking about that project. No, that's dropping on October 14th, I believe. Um, and uh, we're going to go shoot the video for a couple of songs next week. Um, so that be on the lookout for that project. I'm so proud of it. Entirely produced by me. If you want to know what my production sounds like now, you can go and check out this song that's out right now with uh, a good friend of mine, Sam. That's A-M-M. Um, and we got a song called Quarantine and Chill. And it's on all streaming platforms. So you can go Apple Music, you go Spotify, Tidal. And it's up it's up there. Um, and it's been getting a lot of love. We're getting radio play here in the Bay Area with the record. Um, shout out DJ Big Von, who, who's, who's been, you know, put for us. And um, yeah, so, you know, uh, I produced that. And I got a lot, I got a lot of, like, I got some big songs like uh, in the chamber, like that. You know, I got records with uh, uh, up and coming artists. Like uh, everybody, go check out this kid called uh, Mazin, M A Y Z I N. He's super dope, super talented. I got a record with him that's crazy, and I got a record with uh, C Five, who's he, he? He's he's from Oakland, but he's in L A. Where you are. Um, and I got a record with Henry, um, that's crazy. Um, so I'm getting ready to drop those as like singles, and, you know, just, just, 
just start bombarding with music. I got, yeah, I mean, I got stuff I'm not even mentioning, but I got a lot of stuff in, 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 the, in the pipeline. Well, we'll make sure everybody follows you on all your social media, because I'm sure when all that stuff is released, you'll be talking about it, and we'll all put it into our Spotify or Apple Music playlist for sure. Thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, have a good day. Stay safe out there. I'm going to put hey, positive too, vibes man. that the fires stay away from you, and uh, we'll be oh, back to... "Quote unquote normal life" as soon as we can, hopefully. It's cracking out the window now, bro. It looks it looks crazy outside. Yeah, my sky here it's the same. It's like oh, like, I feel like I'm camping. Like this is what it the sky yeah. colors orange. Ah, it's weird. crazy, yeah, it's totally, bro. Yeah, weird. It's cool. crazy. Well, I appreciate it, D Sharp. Stay safe, and uh, we'll we'll be in touch. Thanks, brother. Thank you for listening to this podcast. It's very much appreciated. If you ever have any questions, feedback, or suggestions from someone you want to hear on the podcast, please feel free to hit me up at beattalks.com, djrache.com, any of the Beat Talks or DJ Rache social media pages. I will always respond. And I'm also on Discord, link in the description. If you want to continue the conversation on Discord about specific podcasts or guests I've had on here, I will chat with you all day long as much as you want. And as a friendly reminder, my Why Not Wednesday live streams every single Wednesday, 2 to 3 p.m. Pacific on Mixcloud and Twitch. And I just started a new live stream, Sunday Sunsets, also on Mixcloud and Twitch. No specific time. It's always whenever the sun sets on the West Coast. So stay tuned for that. Thank you all for tuning in. Until next time.